Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Each of our hosts has a money stake in this episode of Life is Like a Game Show. We're representing our blue section, Harry Broadhurst. Representing them, representing them yellow bananas, Eric Watkins. And for the red section, Brian Espinoza. And this is Watkins. I was trying to do that dead badass look, and you had to fucking sit there and laugh. Are you trying to make me become in a better mood? Because I'm not in a good mood today, damn it. I want to throw some bottles. You know what? I'm gonna throw a bottle at Nielsen just for the hell of it. Bam! Right? Boom. Six points. Six points. Right there. Six runs. Give me my six runs. Four. Only hit him on the arm. <laughs> shoulder blade. That was a shoulder blade. That was, that was a, a forearm. I appeal to a higher authority. Unfortunately, the higher authority is unavailable because he's laughing. <laughs> Go ahead and continue your introduction, Nielsen. Uh, that was it. This is Life is Like Game Show, and this week it's Tattletales, and I got to watch out for rogue bottles. I mean, good. I was going to start by saying the password is yes, and that would have been your cue to throw the bottle. Good. Go ahead, say it. I got more bottles ready to go. Good I'm, in a, I'm in a mood. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening, and welcome to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. I am the voice of reason, allegedly. And joining me are your usual cast of characters. He is the DSDO. He is the anchorman. He is the executive producer. He is the man of a thousand and one nicknames around this network. Jesus. He is Eric Watkins. And upon review from the decision referee reviewing system, that was indeed six runs. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, ref. Thank you, ref. You're a scholar and a gentleman. The bad. The man currently kiss-assing the referee is Brian Espinoza. No, you got my name wrong. I'm the salt master extraordinaire. This, oh, wait a minute. That was Tuesday. Um, I'm still salty tonight just for different reasons. Was so that because of leagues to the max or heavy on the whatever? <laughs> you missed the Tuesday special edition. Tuesday. And the man who's responsible for the reason we're coming at you with this episode of Tattletales here on Life is Like a Game Show, JTN, Jonathan Nielsen. All right, so here's the deal, folks. Uh, quick recap here. If you saw last week's episode of Baggage Live, congratulations. If you didn't and want to look, look it up in the archives, too goddamn bad. Mm, mm -mm. If you want to look up last week's episode of Life is Like a Game Show in the archives, forget, forget it. it. Hmm. Hmm. You got to do it right, Harry. 
I he, he be- did. We can't fault him. He is not the game show fan, friend, loyal fan, and true. Watch the finale of Peter Tamarkin's Hitman, and you will understand. Mm-hmm. I I am the casual enthusiast on this show, as we have discussed on numerous occasions. Uh, to, uh, w- to quote another famous game show that's currently that 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 went out of business, um, who ironically we'll be hearing about at least a little bit of tonight. If you are looking for an experienced game show host, please call the producer who is also available. <laughs> yeah, Burt Convy hosted this show. All right. Look, so- any chance that I get to quote the super password fuck up hour? I mean, sorry, the Burt Convy fuck up hour. I bet the goddamn toaster. I- I'll take. <laughs> Am I the okay? We're we're getting off track already, but we'll get back on track quickly here. Am I the only one who actually liked Super Password? No, you're not. I no, you're do. not. It's just the amount of screw ups that happened on that show. Oh, with them it's accidentally. Legitimately, it is with, legitimately nicknamed the Bert Convy fuck up hour. Oh, with them accidentally like having conversations and revealing what the Super Password was and stuff. Okay, that's fair then. That that's definitely fair. All right, Bert Convy be Bert Convy yo. It do be Again, fact, it, the Bert Convy fuck up hour, and you can direct your hate mail about the Bert Convy fuck up hour to s.garbridgeemail.com. Shout, Shout out to out you, Marty. Bob Barker is the way. Gimmick infringement is a W2M network exclusive, and Bob Barker is not amused by it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, Harry, you're really sitting here. Bob Barker being Bob Barker being pleased will not be seen tonight. All right, getting back on topic. So that we may bring you the remainder of this W2M network feature presentation. All right, so getting back on topic here. Yeah, there were some chicanery afoot last weekend. It was the decisions were made by the higher ups at the W2M network to pull the episode from rotation. Um for our parts in that, we do apologize to our lawyer listeners, and we hope to do better going forward. Our bad, yo. If you missed it, you didn't miss much. Well, and that's kind of a recurring theme of these shows. And like me and Eric were talking, and we'll, no, we'll kind of segue, segue this back towards Tattletales here. So we already covered Newlywed Game, which means we've basically already covered this show. It's just with a celebrity twist and an audience participation element. Yeah, because literally the audience had a money stake in the couples that were on the show. Not to mention you can, in the episode that I watched, the one with the uh, – because I actually didn't watch a Burt Convy-hosted episode. And we'll talk about the who's, the where's, and the what for's a little bit later on when we go to the non-credible academic resource. But – the episode that I watched in preparation for this was during uh, Game Show MC Week, and the actual host of that particular episode was none other than Mr. Not Pleased himself, Bob Barker. Oh, um, speaking of which, Eric, roll, roll the, the intro, intro for that clip, please. First of all, as we have a comment. Oh, a comment? <laughs> yes, a comment. Harry needs to turn yeah, that <laughs> What's up, Fonty? Thanks for watching, dude. Hope you're feeling better, bro. He's just getting over COVID, so hopefully he's feeling better. Oh, definitely feel better. Oh, yeah. yeah it, feel better soon, man. That's it, no it joke. It knocked him on his ass. 
I am having the time of my life trying to get this damn. All thing right, you're supposed to be playing that. a clip, Watkins. Yes, 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 yes. For all the beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Wait for it. There we go. Always have a lady sitting in the corner of the yellow section. Well, they did the same gimmick with Barker when he hosted. It was a grandma. I mean, fair. All right. Is this the one where, where Convy was actually on the panel? Well, yeah, the, red one, section. the one that I watched Convy was red section as well. It was uh, Convy... Uh, yeah, because I know they did a week of episodes where Convy was actually playing the game with his wife, and they I, I I remember I remember Rayburn hosted an episode. Barker, um, Barker hosted. Nars. Yeah, I think they had like regulars. What I want what I want to say was is it was like five different game show panelists there. Yeah, and, and each each of the day, all four of them participated with Convy permanently on the panel. And then whichever one had wasn't hosting was on the other, was on the panel with with Convy. Yep, you had people like Gene Rayburn and Bob Barker, Bobby Van, Jack Nars, Richard Dawson, Alan Ludden, Bill Cullen, and Chuck Woolery. Well, since we know that uh, Nielsen has the non-credible academic resource up, why don't we go to Nielsen with the non-credible academic resource? And please explain the game for those real of quick, at home. Real quick. We're, no, we're no, not... no, 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 because Brian teed me up perfectly for that because I was going to post that comment from Fonty up on the screen as well. Tattletales is basically the newlywed game with celebrities, as I previously stated. Uh, celebrity couples try to match answers in order to win money. They're playing for their particular sections of the audience. Whichever section of the audience, whichever panelist has the most money at the end of the show, that section of the audience splits the money with a $1,000 cash bonus added into it for everybody to split. And if there's a tie, the thousand gets split. So you see this, uh, you see this bottle here, Broadhurst. If I could, I would be chucking it in your general direction. I had that set up perfectly, and you cut me off. For shame. Well, uh, I know how I feel getting cut off this show. Another W2M Network exclusive gimmick infringement. All right, so are we saving the news desk for the end of the episode then? I I I, I mean we might as well unless All right. you want me to unless you want to roll the news desk now. No, it's, it's kind of too late to do that since we're already into discussion of the game show. That's itself. why that's why I was setting up Nielsen with the non-credible academic resource. Indeed, let's go full screen on Nielsen as he gives us the who's, the where's and the what's its for Tattletales, a CBS presentation. A CBS and syndicated production, might I add. The episode CBS. that I, the episode. Sorry, but I was just going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say the episode. We, we, need, we need a rolling counter. I'm going to have to set something up. You, you know, Watkins, I can do that OBS thing. I'm going to have to set something up where we just like start like list the gimmicks like off to the side here in this space where my overflowing recycling can is of. Uh, you know, every time a gimmick hits on the show, I hit a button and it just increments a counter. We can do that. 
All right. Uh, what I was remind about me to, for that for next week. What I was about to say, and go back to full screen on Nielsen with this year. What I was about to say is the particular episode that I watched was a CBS production, hence why I said it. Carry on, sir. Legit. So you had a usually Burt Convy behind the microphone, created by Price's Right legend Ira Scutch. Uh, don't worry, three's coming. Directed by Paul Alter, who is, I believe, a personality to deal with David Letterman's late night show eventually. He did game show work early on, too. I, I oh, Richard Letter Production Price Strike. Or uh, Family Feud Price Strike. Okay. He was a Goodson Todman guy. Narrated, of course, your announcers. You had Jack Clark, you had John Harley, you had Gene Wood, and Johnny Olson. Johnny Olson is in the guy from where's Little where's where, where we, we need your best announcer stance there, Nielsen. No, no, no. I'm going to ask the question that I just tried to ask again. The same Johnny Olson from Wheel of Fortune. The same Johnny Olson of everything Goodson Todman. Yes. Okay. Carry on. Theme music, Ed Kalehoff. We've mentioned him quite a few times around here. But yeah, Scutch took the CBS run. Paul Alter did the Cindy run. Production in Television City, it's TBS. You had 1,040 episodes on the CBS run and 30 in weekly syndication. What's the uh, what's the year to year run for Tattletales on the CBS run? Seventy four to seventy eight, and then the Cindy was eighty two to eighty four. Wait, 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 wait. Seventy four to seventy eight. So they did a thousand episodes in four years. Daily show. Okay. Daily show. That answers that question. All right, because I know a lot of the order game show runs were like once weeklies. No, this was a daily. That's why they had the week. Of Harry, you said it was a week of game show hosts, right? Well, that could have been the syndicated run, though. Match game 75? Five. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Ignore me. Everyone else usually does. Carry on. I know so, someone who doesn't. Well, you know. And usually you could find it either in the death slot, 4 p.m., or preempting prices right. In the morning side. That's usually the time slots where they like to air it. And of course, it was trumped by Pass the Buck in 78 when it got booted from CBS. Bill Cullen wanted his time slot back. Okay, time out. I have to ask. Bring, bring us back four bring us back four person, Eric here. I have to ask because this is gonna bother me if I don't ask. Pass the buck. Any relation to the price is right game of the same name? No. No. Okay, because I've I've never actually seen Pass the Buck, the game show edition. I know the pricing game, and I use this I use this to take an opportunity to remind everybody that next month will be Prices Right Month here on Life is Like a Game Show. Segway. Speaking of speaking of the Prices Right, don't forget to have your producer spayed and neutered. Well, that's more of your game show bracket host, and he'll be back on. Uh, he'll be back on point of view. I wasn't referring to you, Watkins. I, I'm about to say I'm about the only one that I can't afford it. 
for various reasons. So now CBS tried to bring it back in the 80s. And uh, nope, they got body language instead. By the way, pass the buck. One season wonder. You're not missing much. All right. Eric, do we want to discuss about last night? I mean, kind of a modern day successor in a sense. Very. I didn't get to watch it due to work. Very. So please, no spoilers. Same. Okay, so we'll just put it to you this way, because no audience element to this particular show, but it's very similar with the celebrity couples, and they're playing to win money for charity in this instance here. Now, is it is it no audience format by design, or is it no audience due to COVID? No by audience design. No by audience design. format okay. by design because of the intimate nature of the way that the game is played. Can, Hosted- I, can I offer just two spoiler-free differences? Uh, quick, quick explanation before you do so. Uh, Steph and Aisha Curry host. Steph plays bartender. Aisha does most of the question act, asking. Steph keeps track of the score. Um, the, the celebrities are asked two questions each: two for the women, two for the guys. And then, Eric, you can go ahead and take over from there. Uncensored and a lot more booze. There you go. <laughs> So it's like the game show recreations teams match game Hollywood Squares Hour at a convention? Kind of, sort of. I mean, if you had a... If Tattletales plus Newlywed Game plus the convention hosting all had a bit of a wild threesome and there was a baby that came out of it... Oh, so you had threes a crowd into the mix. Family show? Yeah, in essence. Um, No on all of it. Nielsen, would you like to pass the book on this topic to something else? That was Uh, awful. That was awful. Bob Barker's not amusing. You know what? I'll take it. Fuck it. I don't care. No, no. I can't give unanimity either way. That just gets nothing. It's so bad, it's good. I'm sorry. It, that hangs out in its own stank. I tried. I was going to set it up when he said it the first time, and I, you, you, everybody else was talking. So uh, for the sake of not derailing us, back, I decided to forego the comedic timing. Uh, You're welcome. welcome. Gentlemen. To, to, real quick. Oh, wait. There's more. There's not more yet. Hold your damn horses. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did we just get Rod Popeiled? Yes. You yes. got Rod Popeiled. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, not yet. There's not more. Uh, Eric, real quick, uh, about last night again. Available mm-hmm. on HBO Max if people are interested in checking it out. I watched the first two episodes. I'm kind of, eh, um, five and a half, six-ish. It's not, it's not a bad way to spend a half an hour, but Aisha gets grading quick. This is why. Do not watch the show sober. Either have it on his background noise if you need a good laugh. If you've got some sort of inebriation, it's great to kill time. You don't have to flip channels. It's an easy binge, but you want to be in a headspace if you do that. If you are interested in watching an actual game show on HBO Max, that would be worth the time dedicated to watching it. HBO Max has the entire run of the Misery Index on it. So I take it, Mr. Broadhurst, you are not a fan of the recent reboot, courtesy of Fremantle Media. Don't you mean Andamol? 
They're trying to ruin something nice over there, Watkins. I'm doing this now because it's not Friday and you can't throw a bottle at me. I'm at safe distance. Mr. Look. Watkins, I got two words for you. Viva Cuervo. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Nielsen's about to become the victim of Watkins' fuckery. <laughs> All right. Um but wait, there's more. Go ahead, Nielsen. Uh you actually stole my but wait, there's more with the HBO uh, remake. Thank you. That's but wait, there's more. If you call right now and watch this reboot, I'm going to throw in the Burt Convy fuck up power injector for free. <laughs> That's right, a 1995 value yours right now in the next 15 minutes if you call us for free. All right, we'll give you a monkey. We'll give you a mon monkey for channeling the spirit of Ron Pompey. Pompeii. I got yelled at by all three of you on that one. Was it not Pom Pompeo? Popeo! Ron Popeo. Uh, forgive me for not being awake late enough to watch those late night infomercials. Hi, I'm Ron Popeo, the inventor of the Showtime Rotisserie Barbecue Grill. And boy, do I have a deal. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, remember, folks, we can't be bought, but we can damn sure be rented. All right, moving no forward. Runs. No runs. No runs. Moving forward. Um, Wait, was was that a dot ball or a wicket? No, that one, arm, four runs. No, he didn't hit me. Anyways. Actually, I think I did off the back wall. Yeah, yeah you did the back wall. wall. You didn't, didn't touch, touch me. me. Mute both right. of them. Dot ball, then. My mistake. Again. Decision review system, that's what it's for. That was a mouse arm. Two runs. <laughs> Anywho, I'd like to get through this show in an hour if we can. So let's get back to it, shall we? Um, Look, this is stress relief for my shitty day at work today, okay? You're going to have to deal. Yeah, but people like Marty Bass. Bass? Best? Bass. Marty bass. bass. He's all about that bass. No treble. No salmon. <laughs> that was a reference specifically for Eric. I know. <laughs> all right. Back so, Eric, um, you got some international versions here. Oh. Australian. Hosted by Ugly Dave Gray in 1980. Produced by Grundy Productions. Reg. Tomato. Look, and if you're going to have uh, the Rob Pompey, move on. Touche, sir. And a Brazilian version hosted by Silvio Santos. Oh, if you eat a Brazilian Portuguese. So I would. I was about to say I would assume in Portuguese. Brazilian so no, Portuguese. So no. So no. External versions in English, even Queen's English? Nope. Huh. That's an oddity because a lot of those shows that tend to do really well in, in syndication in, in, and in uh, television here in the U.S., when they go overseas, they usually tend to have an English reboot in some form or fashion. Harry, it, three words. Stiff upper lip. Trust me, it wouldn't have worked as well. Yeah, this show had to go down under. 
sure. Give I tried. A, <laughs> give him a monkey. Chinso. And the streak continues. All right. Back to it. Um, so, real quick, just general, generality here. Uh, I've got a question. Oh. Is that is that the okay? Never mind. Yes, it's an actual. I've got a question. Question here. I I made the comparison earlier in the show, and I want to know if you agree. Buy or sell. Uh, Tattletales is a celebrity version of the newlywed game. Jonathan. Neither. I'll hold. Brian. I'm 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 with Nielsen. I can't really make a judgment till I see the new one. I'm sorry. No, I'm even in, with the original. I'm referring to the original. What's the question again? Then I'm sorry. I was I'm getting distracted again. I literally just got off work. You're good. The, the question was, and I said this to Eric in our conversation that we had before we started doing tonight's life is like a game show episode. I stated to Eric, and I quote here: "Tattletales is basically the newlywed game." With a cele- with celebrities and an audience element, buy or sell? Sell. Sell. Okay. What do you think is the major difference between the two? Then maybe Tattletales is a little more highbrow than the Newlywed Game was. Highbrow and more in depth. Like you didn't get a whole bunch of divorces from the Newlywed Game. No, you did not. Tattletales, they went deep. If you were on that show and you survived two to three years afterwards, it was a miracle. I think even a game show's couple broke up after the show. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, Eric pretty much said it for me, but I don't know if I would consider it a version of the newlywed game, though. I think it's its own unique format does it have similarities to other data of the other dating shows you know specifically newlywed games sure but point out any game show that falls into the newly or sorry the falls into the gating show dating show format that isn't a direct ripoff of either dating game newlywed game or love connection mr watkins i mean under the original format, and I didn't make this caveat off air. Because oh, I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> but those are pretty much the three original format shows in the dating genre. Everything else is just a rebadged, rebranded copy with some tweaks of it. Okay, now we go to Mr. Watkins yeah, for yeah, his I'm thoughts. Done. I'm done. So and I no, didn't... no final thought today. And I didn't put this caveat when we discussed off air, but I am putting this in now. If you look at the first like season or so before they switch to the all quickie format, and I mean, come on, who doesn't love a good quickie every now and then? Under its original format, family show. Under its original put format, put the goddamn no. cereal away. <laughs> no, well, I think that's funny. You, Harry. I thought that's a funny. That's a funny visual gag. Thank you. I mean, hey, with or without milk, depending carry on, on Watkins. Once they change to that particular <laughs> format, 
<laughs> Poor <laughs> Harry. I'm sorry. Harry looks like me, uh, like like what I did at 12 at 1140. He's like, I'm fed up with y'all shit. Y'all need to shut the hell up. We got a show to do. This is what Just I'm supposed to do. Just the shirt, Harry. <laughs> y'all need Jesus. Uh, imagine it being said like an elderly church lady from the South. Y'all need, y'all need Jesus. 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 Thank you. Okay, go ahead, Watkins. Oh, God, Jesus. It's so I long. have seen the light. Shoot this man. <laughs> Once they switched to that format, it was more newlywed game-esque, but still much more in-depth as far as the inside secrets of the marriage. Ah, why is why did that sorry, mute me or something? I told you mute this man. No, I'm scroll. I just scrolled through my Facebook real quick, and our live show actually came up and started playing on my phone. So, if you want to go ahead, like Ryan did accidentally, and as Fonty has been, we more appreciate it. Watch us live on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/w2mnetwork, Twitch.tv/slash/w2mnet, Twitter.com/slash/w2mnetwork, and we will be uploading this episode on YouTube. Barring any other chicanery, youtube.com slash W2M Network. If, however, you prefer to take our podcast orally, that's all well and good. Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Overcast, iHeartRadio, rate us, review us on Spotify, five stars, naturally. Apple Pods, Google Pods, if you name it, we're most likely on it. Hold on, hold on, a, hold on a second. I'm trying to find where he had permission to steal my stick! <laughs> Also, Apologies. check the Discord links. Join us for discussion there. Okay, anywho. Gimmick infringement is apparently a W12. No, anyways. Back to it. This gimmick infringement will be seen tonight. All right. I, I, we now return you to this W2M Network feature presentation. Already I have in a, progress. I have a second question. You only get one a week. Yep, dope. I'm, I'm taking. We're I'm take, under an hour. He gets a second. I'm taking. All right, a fine. I'm, I'm taking my final thought then. Right, well, you can have your final thought after my second question. We've been doing this with most of the shows that we've done, and I feel like it's led to some very interesting conversations. Obviously, the current remake that is on HBO Max is hosted by Steph and Aisha Curry. If you guys had to pick a celebrity couple in order to host. A ready for prime time, by which I mean network television version of this. Who would it be? Mike and Maurice Mizanin. I don't hate that. But I'm also a wrestling fan. WWE fans know him as The Miz. Points Gryffindor. Eric? I'm going to have to think about this one because I can't stand most celebrity couples if I'm going to be blatantly honest. I have I have a I have a theory for this one here. I will go with Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. No, no. Ah, I have seen enough of them on my television for the love of Christ. No. Y'all need Jesus. Jesus. Bless his heart. 
Sorry for the weird reaction. But... Bless your heart. If you're gonna, if you're gonna even try to come close to saying that, at least quote it correctly. Got that? You, you ain't even from the south, are you, boy? Uh, my grandma lives in Georgia. Okay, and I've I've been up in Ohio. Never. We're gonna get offensive if we keep this up. So let's go ahead and move forward. Brian, do you have an answer for me? I don't actually. That probably tells you how much television that I watch, and uh, how much I keep up with social media. I really couldn't. I can't really. Or at I least modern. I, name, I don't really think I could name a couple that I would want to see on a Tattletales style game show. I just I don't think Steph and Aisha Curry are the right people for this. I, I like Steph Curry. I, I I think he's good at what he does. He, he should he should stick to Holy Moly. He should he should also stay in his way and stick to fired. basketball too. Hey, that's holy not moly. even that's not even holy shots moly, fired. That's, that's just holy moly is fucking good TV. <laughs> Are we going to cover that eventually here on Life Is Like a Game Show? Because I, I feel mean, like technically it's, it's a game show, so yes, we could cover it. Put duly, it on the list. Duly noted for potential addition to the list down the road, Watkins. <laughs> At this rate, we're going to um, be booked through the end of 2023. Oh, Harry. so basically we're going to be the Rattelich of game shows. Gotcha. Speaking, Speaking of Rattelich. Rattelich. Ah, that, I'm the host. <laughs> you shut your horn mouth, Nielsen. Sunday, 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 here on the W2M Network. In right, collaboration I'm... with Rattelich and Broadcasting. Right, I can't, I can't be mad at him because that's actually on funny. On trial. I can't be mad at him because that's actually funny. Give him a monkey, Eric. I am he too, it. I am too sober for this damn show. Man, that's two tonight. I don't remember the as, last time I got two monkeys like that. As Mr. Espinosa just so violently informed you all. That's a uh, nice way to put it. The, de the delayed version of Quiz Show is coming to the W2M Network and Rattlegen Broadcasting Network this Sunday night as we tackle the 1994 movie. God, I'm putting so it on trial to determine I, I rather. I said that. I said that. Putting it on trial to determine rather it stands the test of time. Myself, Mr. Watkins, Mr. Nielsen, Mr. Espinoza, and the aforementioned Mark Rattledge will be your guides through the hour and 52 minutes? No, two hours and 13 minutes, I believe. Is well, but that's not correct. But that's like, that, that's counting like uh, the credits and everything. No, too. no. It was credit. If you count the credits, it's like 2.30 something. It didn't feel that you long. Want me to look, you know, you know what the thing about it was? I'm going to open up the video file right now because I happen to own a digital copy of it. Actually, you know what? That that's kind of telling us to how the movie how the movie came off to me then, because it really didn't feel like two hours and twenty minutes. No, away. it didn't. That's how good it was. So it we will well. we will be singing more praises about the 21 game show scandal, which you can hear us talk about at length in the archives of life is like a game show and then we talk about the hollywood dramatization of it when we go on trial with mark rattledge in the rattledge and broadcasting network quiz show 1994 two hours and 13 minutes and that does include the credits broadhurst was right well 
Well, I mean, yeah. Because well, I mean, we were technically both right. Yeah, because with the opening, because if you trim the credits, if I, tr if I, okay, let me see where the. So as we're about to be technical here, first of all, I need to mute VLC so I can continue to hear. The closing back. credits start somewhere around the five-minute mark in the movie. Five minute left in the movie. The opening credits run for like the first five to seven. So approximately two hours-ish, roughly. Anywho, I watched it with Evo. Oh, it the, the, the credits officially come up at... Two minutes, eight, or two hours, eight minutes, and 45 seconds. So about five minutes left in the movie, like I just said. You are technically look, correct. Look, you want to be you, you technical about some bullshit. We'll get technical <laughs> about some bullshit tonight. Okay. You're sure you're not going to be available for tomorrow night's show? You're really sure? Yeah, unfortunately, my date he's sitting night there. Watkins is over there uh, quaking in his boots now, apparently, because he's going to have to deal with me all night tomorrow. My uh, wait my, a minute, wait a minute. If you're not going to be here tomorrow night, I might have to be here tomorrow night. Oh, no, hell no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not not with the topics we're talking about tomorrow night, buddy. No, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. I'm sorry. Two words: age restriction. It'll be in the words one, of J.K. No another one. Part of that. Hmm. Um, I'm going to pass my remaining spins in that case. Thank you. Yeah, Thank they you. come to me. I'm going to go Michael All Larson right. with the Putin 157. 11027. But it's been a long day, so you're forgiven. Anyway. Stop. Look, I had the 2103 part, stop. right? I can never stop. remember it after that. Stop. Two twelve nine four. Oh, okay. Stop! At a whammy. Stop. Stop. <laughs> One of you. It's coming to me now. I see a financial disaster. In your phone, you're echoing. You, this man. Hmm. Anyway, Mr. Broadhurst, I'm just your gimmick because I have a question. <laughs> Dramatic reverb. Oh, wait, wait, hang on. He actually lost Harry. Oh, no. Well, we lost his uh, video because he was having a whole bunch of stuff. But... All right, all right. We're sorry, Harry. Don't leave us again. Ah, I'm on the top row now. All right. So, uh, Harry, one... I have a question for you. In one second here, because I'm having some technical issues, and I think the people at home are probably having technical issues as well. And because if I'm getting them really bad, odds are it's translating through the feed. One of you needs to mute your microphone because the echo is awful. I've been muting when I haven't been speaking. Eric, please tell me you hear that back that back talk. No. No, I don't. I don't hear it either, and I got headphones on, and I usually do hear it when it comes through. Speak, Jonathan. I've been very heavy on the mute button on my end tonight. All right, it's gone now. I don't know what was happening. I was catching really, really bad. It was starting to give me a headache. All right, you have a question you say? Go ahead and ask. Keeping in mind, oh, I'd say probably excluding the current version. Now I'm hearing it. Thank you. What would you give this show on that infamous grading scale that we use? Harry? 
Okay, that's weird. All right, I'm back. I, I caught an echo in my headphones, so I had to unplug my headphones and reset them. Ah, I'm back. Uh, You're repeat. great. My, my, are we are we doing the scale of one to one hundred again? Zero oh. to hundred, technically, but yes. Okay, yeah, but what, what the odds of us handing out a zero or you four? you could fail a show that badly. I mean, I've been tempted to. Uh, You're the, in the uh, picture the, fails that the, badly. Go ahead. The YouTube don't talk about that show. The YouTube reboot is singled out. Could have been a zero. Um. I put it at a, at a high level C, low level B. I'd say probably about an eighty-five. It's entertaining for what it is, and especially when you consider the genre that we're dealing with here. You're welcome, Mister Watkins. Um, I was actually going to give it an eighty-five myself. There's only so much you can do with these kind of shows, and I think having the audience participation element to the show, which I think sets it aside from the Newlywood game. Um, having people actually invested in the results rather than looking for that shock and awe answers. I think it gives you that kind of rewatchable high, highbrow style of entertainment from a show that you don't traditionally get in the dating reality game show genre. I give the 85 mainly because Burt Convy had the balls to participate in his own damn show. Mr. Watkins? I'm going to go 90, not only because of all of those reasons, not only because of the participation. I'm sorry. If you have the balls to actually go out and host a game show wearing a full-on skirt on top of all of that, you get kudos. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I'm pretty sure I can't be the only one of us who saw that episode. I, I know you are. I know not what you speak of. I sense a trip to YouTube in your future. As you, a skirt. as you do that, we go to Mr. Espinosa for his rating. Yeah, somebody mute that man. Because um, I can't tell if he's muted or not. You're good. You, you, you made the names disappear. I am. The names, um, have, the names have disappeared. What's up with that? Yet they do that because of the banner at the bottom. Once the banner goes away, when people stop with their questions, the names will reappear. Well, technically speaking, this isn't I've got a question. This is we've got a rating, which is going to become a regular thing here on the show. Yeah, we, we do need to make that a graphic or something. Anyways, um, I am actually in the same, uh, same, same uh, league as my uh, counterpart, Mr. Watkins over there. Uh, I, I was inclined to give the, and I'm, I'm, I'm the oddball guy because I give oddball ratings. You can sue me or send your hate mail to s.garmergmail.com. Either one works. Shout um, out Marty Bass. Go on. Let's go to the videotape. The, the man is like communicating in semaphores over there. He reminds me of a Leslie Nielsen gimmick. <laughs> it's, it's air traffic controlling. No relation, by the way. Thank you I, for the reference. I said that. Um, I, I, again, I am in the same, you know what? You know what this is? This is my final thought. Wait, wait. Cause not, as I was, we're about to lose our names again. Yeah, there we go. Hey, do I look like I care? I know he's muted. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm in the same counterpart, or I'm in the same league as uh, my counterpart, Mr. Watkins, over here. Uh, that way. There we go. Yeah, some, something like that. I don't know. Pointing is hard. Um, I give the show a solid 92. That's an A in the state of Ohio. Um, but I, I think it might be the highest rating since uh, MGHS, actually. Because um, <clears throat> MGHS gets a solid, like, 99 in my book. Um, I think that if you can do a show that is technically in the dating genre, that doesn't feel like it's in the dating genre, and you get folks like Bob freaking Barker. And Dorothy Joe. And Dorothy Joe. People who... They do... Bob does not make appearances outside of Price. Especially in the time frame that Tattletales was running. Right? Like, in the late 70s, early 80s, okay, maybe you could get him to appear on something. Because he did do match game a lot in the 70s. You know, he, he did, you know, do a couple of appearances here and there. Especially when it was another Goodson Todman show or another CBS thing. But as it went on, especially, you know, mid-80s and onward, you couldn't get Bob to do any appearance outside of Price. Uh, well, it was it was it was a miracle that he did the thing with Craig Ferguson in what was that old eight oh nine whenever his biography came out. Well, oh, you mean he busted the desk? But and and Craig Ferguson got the new studio. But my point is, when you can do a show that good, where you can attract celebrities, much less celebrity couples that don't normally do television outside of their normal thing that gets an a grade for me yeah i would think i would argue that the thing that set it apart from the newlywood game and then we'll go ahead and get to our news desk real quick here you can go ahead and remove the final thought graphic here eric well before um, we get to the news desk i knew well, that on. i wasn't Stop, but to, 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 hold on a second, sir. We'll, we'll let you use that to segue us into the news desk. I was going to finish commenting on what Brian just said, if you don't mind. Thank you. I think the thing that sets this show apart from the newlywed game is the fact that this, this show doesn't focus on that low-hanging fruit that the newlywed game did. I think that this is the kind of show that has a stronger rewatch value because of the in-depth look into the lifestyles of celebrity couples back then. Whereas the Newlywood game is more of your classic middle-of-the-road Americana-style game show. Because you're just looking at everyday people, even if they're stretching the definition of the term Newlywed to include up to two years. Like we talked about when we did the Newlywed game at the start of Life is Like a Game Show's Love Month, or whatever we're officially calling this. Eric, well, I'm, Eric, I know why Eric dropped yep. out he's dealing with mama watkins at the moment and he dropped out and managed to put himself full screen if he could still hear me through his headphones there we go ah, now nielsen's full screen, screen. there now we go hey. as, uh, as he steps away to uh to deal with personal family matters 
Uh, yes. We will we will continue uh, with 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 uh, the the topic of conversation here. I don't know. I almost and, and feel free to, to to agree or disagree with me here, but I almost feel like comparing Tattletales to the Newlywed Game is offensive to Tattletales. But it's a very similar style of asking questions of both husband and wife in terms of the relationships there. Harry, I got one thing to mention here. Did that other show give its host a daytime Emmy for outstanding game shows? This one did in nineteen seventy-seven. I feel like Eubanks probably won for the Newlywood Game at some point. Newly, he got snubbed. He never won a daytime anything. He never got a game show award for Newlywed. The, the, yeah, the, I know that's no. shocking, but um, it's seventy-four. True. Peter Marshall Iowa Squares, 75 Peter Marshall Iowa Squares, 76 Password. Then you had Burke Convoy Tattletales, Dawson with Feud, Dick Clark with Pyramid, and then we're in the 80s. Newlywed, uh, he he lost it to he lost it to Peter Marshall and Hollywood Squares. I, I, I don't think the comparison for uh, Hollywood for not Hollywood squares. That's sorry. I don't think the comparison for Tattletales and Newlywood Game is that far off of the mark, in my opinion. And the reason I say that is because it's a very similar style of formatting for these particular shows. I get the difference in style of question that's asked on them. Obviously, the Newlywood Game is going to go for more of the cheap laughter, the cheap the the. The low-hanging fruit, as I called it. Name, a few name, ago. name, name the weirdest place you got the urge to make whoopee. Yes, we talked about this. At the exactly. I, I think that. Uh, how about this? Tattletales was the newly Tattletales was newlywed game for the educated crowd. I could I could see that argument. I think if you <clears> replaced <throat> game show hosts, right, and 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 Hollywood celebrities of the time with I don't know, master's degree holders, members of Mensa, somebody in that, you know, very well-educated crowd. Mm -hmm. I don't think you see much of a difference there. That's what right. I mean. This is more right. This is more aimed towards your but, hoi polloi of, of uh, the American public. But at I, the same I, time, I, I, I saw that, that look, Watkins. If you take that same crowd and you stick them in a newlywed game, I don't think you see much of a change in newlywed game either. I think that you see more of that shock and awe look on their faces when the questions are asked. And ahead, that's why that's why I say is I had technical difficulties as I dropped my keyboard when I made my brief exit. This is why I say when they changed the format to the all quickie, more speed round where the questions were less in depth as a whole. Yes, that's where you saw them approach that newlywed style. When they didn't, the first season and a half, couple of seasons, and I they realized the quickies were better and the all quickie shows were better received, then you're talking different ball field. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the newlywed game, honestly. I think I gave it like a C rating when we did the newlywed game episode. I don't hate the newlywed game. I just don't think that the newlywed game has a whole lot of rewatch value because you're watching for those low-hanging fruit moments, but they're few and far between that you get the shock and awe answers of in the ass. If newlywed I don't, game I, didn't, I don't 
I, 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 hold, hold I, let me, let me rebut real quick here, Eric. I don't think that there's any game show in the dating genre that has rewatch value, except for Tattletales. There's a reason when the recreation team decided which show to do. This is the one we piloted. We've not done more than a pilot with it, but the pilot was pretty good. If I recall correctly from uh, when we did it up in um, your neck of the woods, sir. Yeah, no, the, the, we, we sat down and it's like, okay, we need to do a dating something. Every other panelist group and two-bit panelist person, and I'm not saying that to be offensive. Um, Fuck them. It has done <laughs> dating game, newlywed game, etc. Um you know, cosplay round robin speed dating musical chairs type weird things. We're like, okay, what in the dating genre do we honestly seriously think could work? Right. And Tattletales was at the top of the list. It was almost universally agreed upon. It, it's, it's, it's a show that, like I said, it's, it withstands the test of time. It withstands the test of rewatchability. And it withstands the test of, well, frankly, campiness. And but I got to say, that's the main problem. I'm almost done. That's the main problem with dating show games is the campiness to it. I can't, I don't know what other way to describe it, but I'm sure I, I'm getting a nod from Nielsen up there. So I know he understands what I'm talking about. No, I but get it. it it's it, the majority of these dating shows have this just weird campiness to them. That just makes them at least to me, mostly so cringe and unwatchable. But you, Tattletales never had that. Well, you know what you're getting watching a baggage, watching a singled out, watching even to an extent, the newlywed game. I didn't know what the hell I was watching with the singled out. Thanks a lot, Broadhurst. Actually, okay, so it's the original... A quote Weird Al, I can't watch this. The the the, the MTV Love version is... My the, life I'll never get back. The MTV version of singled out is tolerable, if not palatable in current context. The I was, It still got one hell of a what the hell am I watching the out of the YouTube version needs to burn in a dumpster fire and never uh, be spoken of again. Again, I, 11 minutes of my life I'll never get back. I will say this, and then I will defer to John because I know he's chomping at the bit. Yeah, I'm when sorry. we're Oh, when we're talking... My, my point's really quick. I was just going to shout out uh, Winrich and Ozma. That duo, when we were doing the recreation, they made that pilot work. Kudos to you if you ever watch this. Continue. My thing is with this, and you mentioned the newlywed game in particular. There are some shows that if they didn't go on as long as they did, they would have been a lot better. If the newlywed game had just stayed in those couple of seasons in the Over. 70s, like the Tattletales did, it would be in a lot higher regards in those levels to today because... It would have had that rewatchability value because, hey, it was the seventies. So basically, I think, you... I think that's that is. I, I have to one hundred percent agree. You nailed. You, you hit it right on the head, and it's something that I know I'm going to be mentioning next month when we go into Price is Right month with 
prices how price is right has been on the air so long when you have a game show i could say this about almost any long time running game show evolution when Mm -hmm. you have a game show that has been on the air for so long if you don't make the necessary changes that audiences will like you will end up with a very stale show that will lose viewership it may be 100 to use a wrestling term it may walk out it may cut the best promo of all time and it's instantly over but if you keep walking out with the same old gimmick and refusing to change john cena sucks eventually you're gonna get buried what is with everybody taking the wrestling stick on this network nowadays watkins what the hell Look, you that's s- the first wrestling reference I've actually ever just made. Just in general. Show. Thank you very much. Just you in o- general. You really. open the door, Mr. Broadhurst. I, I you apparently. And, you, I, you and your indie siders with Mark Radulich, who was on the network on Sunday nights. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Man, we really do like Sundays around <laughs> this network for me, too, don't we? Anywho. All right, Speaking to- of Sundays. Real quick, let's let's wrap this up here, and then we'll get into the news desk, and then we'll do all of our plugs at the end of the show here because we're coming up on an hour, and I'd like to officially wrap up Tattletales within the hour here. Uh, like that's uh, so. I actually have something that I I, I have a question. Believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, I know you want to keep this to an hour, Broadhurst, but this is the last week of Love Month, and if you didn't think you saw this coming, well, guess what? Two and two, buddy. I've got a question for you all. This is the end of Love Month, right? We covered four mediocre. I guess we can say mediocre. Mediocre shows. Too uh, decent, too mediocre. We covered four dating dating genre shows here on Life is Like a Game Show this month, uh, which was the newlywed game. Uh, what did we do week two? Uh, that was singled out, right? Yeah, that was singled out. Uh, we did baggage last week, which if you didn't see live, I'm I'm sorry. Too bad, so sad. Um, the the Jerry level shenanigans were Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Allow me. We're too hot for TV and had to be censored. Too hot for the W2M network. Um, and then this week. Who him? Who was that, that was monkey so- for? Was that for the, him? The or too me? hot was uh, monkey worthy. Okay. Oh. Um, damn it! What was I saying? All right. Uh, and then we 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 covered Tattletales this week. Um, here is my question because obviously I don't. As as we've mentioned multiple times over the course of the month here on the show, the dating genre is kind of in a way very cookie cutter, right? But here's my question. If you have an honorable mention game show that you would like to, in the dating genre, that we didn't cover this month, that you would just like to give a quick shout out about and maybe explain, like, you know, give us the one minute Cliff's Notes version of how the game runs. Let, let, I want to take a moment to do that because there's there's quite a bit out there in that dating genre, and uh, we I, I I don't want you know Mr. Hate Mail himself 
who can be reached at s.garmergmail.com, of course, uh, to be getting emails of, hey, it's love month. Why the f did you not cover the dating game? Uh, or, you know, vice versa. Um, well, not if, really vice versa, but uh, et cetera. If I had to pick. So I, I'm, I'm just, I was going to say, I'll go ahead and start with, uh, with Mr. Broadhurst there. And I appreciate you starting with me because I am going to have to step away for a quick second once I'm done here. If I had to pick one that I thought stood out to me in terms of that dating show Jean, I would go with Eliminate that we didn't cover. And Eliminate was kind of like your syndicated, almost quasi-reality TV before reality TV was really a thing. And it had the dating element, uh, the game show element of it at all, in that a contestant would go would go out with three different people on the original date, then two people on the second date, and after each date, one person would be eliminated until they would go on a one on one date and then decide if they wanted to try to take the relationship any further than that. So, I think that you had kind of that trash TV element that we talked about with baggage, which we did last week here, but you also had that that coupling element that you got with the dating game, which we didn't get to here on, on uh, love month here on the W2M network, but it's very similar in that format. Even if the dating game was more set up with Woolery inside of the studio, I, I would say the one that I would give the shout out to would be Eliminate. And with that, I have to step away because I can't hold the restroom. Music oh, no, that's longer. fine. Uh, I, you know, I'll go with Mr. Nielsen next. Uh, John, take it away. Take it away, John. I think, Eric, you probably saw this one coming. I got to go with the great Chuck Woolery and that love connection in the 80s version. damn it. I mean, come on. This, this show was like my era, man. This show was my era. I, I was, I, I, I'll piggyback on that when I, when I circle this, when I bring this around full circle. But I, I will throw a plus one on the love connection as well, and I'll give my rationale on it when it comes around to me. I mean, I know, I'm, you don't have to limit it to just one. We, you know, you can pick like two or three. Just don't go overboard. I mean, you had an announcer, Rod Roddy. Surprise. But yeah, it was, it was, you, you chose between three suitors. They, you got to go on the date and you got to heal all the juicy stuff after the date. So it's sort of the flip side of choose your three people. The network sends you on the date. Cool. Now we get to see the aftermath of that, and it sort of flipped the script of, of the entire genre at the time. So I'm going to go with Love Connection, but the 2017, eh, don't buy, don't buy, don't buy, to quote Jim Cramer. All right, Eric, what do you got? All right, yeah, I was going to say, all right, Eric, what do you got? I'm going to be honest. I have watched like a few different syndication kind of trash TV dating shows from late. I 90s mean, I mean, let's be honest. Most of these were, you know, the target demographic was right. A typical Jerry Springer show viewer. Exactly. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Jerry. Come on, damn it, Watkins. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Okay, we got it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We were just in... Of course, when Broadhurst isn't here, we were in perfect sync. I heard every part of it. It's about time. It only took you guys four fucking weeks to get there. Congratulations. 
Oh, but Anyways, even, please go out, go. Please continue, oh, Mr. Watkins. Oh, but even with all of those, the most memorable, the one that I would love to give a shout out to, not just because of the format, the style, the Chuck Barris production in the original dating game. Serial killer aside, I'm going to say that first and foremost. Serial killer aside, it was a fantastic show. You had those big, funny. Very, very risque 70s moments that led to what happened on the Newlywed game. And you had your mix of what they're trying to do now with Michael Bolton and Zoe Deschanel having different celebrities, although not exactly with the celebrity tinge. I mean, hell, I, even worked. the moment where you had like Andy Kaufman on an episode. I'm just going to I'm just going to interject really quick. It works with Zoe Deschanel. Michael Bolton makes it awkward. Zoe Deschanel is the chick from uh, what's that show on Fox? New, new girl, new girl, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, new girl. Uh, so long and thanks for all the fish, Eric. Wasn't Thank she you? the one from Yes Man as well with Jim Carrey? She might have been, yeah, because I remember watching that yeah. Jim Carrey movie because that's the one where he has to say yes. Yeah, for he has like to 24 say yes to everything, like because he has this sudden change of religion sort of thing. Yeah, bonked on the head with a microphone. <laughs> what is with what is with him having to do things because of his previous actions in movies? Liar, liar was the same way. All right, anyways, this is a rattle in broadcasting discussion, not a uh, life is like a game show discussion. Go Agreed. ahead. Agreed. Anyway, um, I do have to say one thing though. I have to revise my eighty-five upward. I'm gonna revise it to an eighty-nine because Mr. Watkins informed us of something. I found the clip. As did I. In our chat. Go ahead. Well, well, hold on. Uh, well, might as well do it now than never. The man can rock a skirt. Is he wearing leggings? I think so. What are those? Uh, what are those? The the uh, the Banks? socks that? It, no, it's like the. the oh no! You don't that, pause it there. You like don't the, pause it there. It's it's like the socks that men wear with kilts. I mean. I defer to our resident no, expert on that. No, those aren't the same kind well, of socks. Those are too thin. Got, same style. <laughs> Similar. Okay, now you can get rid of it. It was just a handshake this time. Disappoint. Okay, first of all, that's why I stopped it at the right time. I know when to stop things and when to pull out a certain bit. And number two, thank Family you. Family show? Thank you, R slash men's skirts where I was able to find it, and I had it pulled up and queued before he sent the link in the chat. Thank you very much. Beat you to the punch. Have your feisty executive producer spayed and neutered. Hey, whoa, whoa! Money Anyways, okay, wait, 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 wait. All right, all right, all right, shut the fuck up. We're bringing this back around. I haven't had a chance to say my piece yet. Nielsen stole your thunder. I heard that damn it right before I left to go use the restroom. Damn it. Yes, because because not only did Nielsen steal one of my, my honorable mentions, 
He also interjected me with the damn clip. But anyways, um, so I have two, right? Because you know, I said, you know, one or two, you know, you don't have to go overboard. But uh, the first one I was going to say actually was indeed Love Connection. Um, as far as dating genre go shows go, that's the one that I probably remember most fondly, right? And I have to agree with the sentiments of, of what Nielsen said, where in a way it was almost reverse dating game, right? It was reverse dating game. It was reverse uh, singled out. It was reverse anything that went along that lines of pick a person we're going to send you on, you know, get to the point you pick a person we're sending you on a date. This was no. We're going to go ahead and send you on the date with these people in advance. And based on how the date went, you get to choose who you actually want to continue to date. Um, the other one that I kind of remember pretty fondly because I spent a lot of time watching the, for lack of a better term, lowbrow networks like WB and UPN as a kid. As much as I hate to insult them in that way, I don't really think it's much of an insult. It do be facts, though. Um, the other show that I honestly, I have to at least give an honorable mention to is Blind Date. I thought, Harry, you were going to mention that show. I almost did. Uh, Roger, what was his last name? Roger Lodge. Thank you. I, I, I specifically remember watching Blind Date as well, and that was another one of those weekend Cindy's too. I didn't the- know it, but apparently it got revived back in 2019, and it's currently still on the air, being hosted by Nikki Glasser on the Bravo Glazer. Network. Glazer. Whatever. It fits on Bravo. Uh, Nikki, Nikki Glazer actually makes sense. Fun fact with Nikki Glazer, do you guys remember when we said – the show that we would need. Well, what's the one that we would have the R-rated reboot that I asked the question about? That you said Gabriel Iglesias. Which one was it? Was it a uh, single out? Game. Single, singled out. Oh, that was Newlywed Game. That was Newlywed. That was Newlywed. Okay, it was Newlywed. Uh, actually, the guy who commented earlier, Fonty, his pick to host it was Nikki Glazer. Huh. She's best known for the Comedy Central roasts. Yeah, I, I see that. I, ah. I, I, thank you, non-credible academic resource. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I remember Blind Date quite a bit. And I, you know, again, one of those things where it's like if you've seen one episode, you've pretty much seen them all, which is r- really pretty much the, what you can say about anything in the dating genre as we've probably beat into the, the, the ground like a dead horse at this point. So, so, Brian, would you say this is your final thought? It, this is... Actually, my final thought, like actual final thought, yes. Because I said I'm getting two tonight because, you know, somebody did some things. Anyways, yeah, no. Um, I, I think that Love Connection was – Chuck Woolery was perfect for that. And Blind Date was just like in anime, right? There's a there's a subtype or subgenre in anime called Slice of Life, right? And – in a way, Blind Date very much felt like that slice of life anime kind of thing, right? You get, you know, two people completely randomly picked up off the street. Hey, go on a date. It's on us. And you see if the chemistry hits or not. 
Sometimes it was great. Sometimes it bombed. In that way, it put the show a little bit above other dating shows as far as rewatchability was concerned because you never got the same thing twice, right? With And I, I hate to keep circling back around to Newlywed as an example, but it's, it's too good not to. With Newlywed Game, when you've gotten one Bob Eubanks whoopee joke, you've heard them all, honestly, right? Like... There really wasn't a better way to deliver a whoopee line in that show, right? Sure, he became famous for it, but that's just because he became repetitive with it. Yeah, there was some funny thoughts with it, but with a show like Blind Date, you never really got the repetitiveness, really. Like, okay, sure, sure, some things, yeah, okay, maybe you got a little repetitive, but I don't know. My My two, you know... If we did a love month again next year, I would definitely want to put love connection and blind date up for, I for think we, consideration. Go ahead and bring us back full screen, Eric, here. Before I, you before you do, shout out to Talk to Keki for the anime reference. Another one of our fine programs here on the W2M network. Continue. Um I think we would have to do the dating game just because there's so much to cover with dating game that we Yeah, I'm do. I'm kind of honestly surprised that none of us chose the like I intentionally didn't choose the dating game because I thought one of the three of you would. That's why I went with baggage. I went off I intentionally went off the wall because it was a show I remembered watching as a kid with singled out. And how did it feel going off the reservation there, Harry? I enjoyed it, honestly, until we got to the YouTube reboot, and then I was regretting my life decisions. I got two words. You fool! <laughs> we'll get to that show eventually, I was going to say, we're getting, we're getting to the other half of the match game, Hollywood Squares Hour, very soon. All right. Um, um, let's with, go ahead. With, with that being said, we've got a news desk. We've got a couple of important housekeeping announcements here uh, on, on the show and on the network as a whole. All right. So News, everyone. If, if, um, uh, oh, if Love Month does come back next year, though, we'll we'll kind of play it by ear. A lot of it's going to depend on, well, where we are as a collective at that point, too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if hopefully we're still doing the show. I'd like to, I would like to continue to do the show until we've talked about every game show in existence, which, at the current rate, is probably going to take us like six years. So, have fun with that. I'm here for the long haul, but um, yeah, blind date, eliminate, kind of the same thing. Honestly, uh, I just thought about this while while Nielsen was. I talking. don't remember eliminate. I'm sorry. I don't. I, maybe I've watched like literally one or two episodes that I have a vague, like fuzzy middle school recollection you, of. You mentioning the fact that the love connection would have you go on on the dates before the show. And then they would show like the highlights and stuff there. It's kind of like eliminating that concept, though, except that it would be all three of the suitors on the same date. And then you would eliminate the person you feel you had the worst interaction with. On oh, I do remember that, actually. That wasn't a bad. That wasn't horrible. It's it's I mean, it's trash TV, obviously. It's it's one of those things, you know what you're getting. But yeah, and, and, and it I, led I don't to some where I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I really don't think we're emphasizing that enough as far as dating genre goes. It's very much that um, warm, fuzzy Americana feeling. You always know what you're going to get. 
And while there may be a couple of, 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 you know, bombs here and there, like shock bombs here and there, it's, it's, it's feel good TV and, and it feels weird to say that, but it's something you can throw on in the background without having to pay too much attention to that. You know what you're getting. All right. Anybody else have anything to add for Tattletales and or Love Month in general? Glad it's over. I mean, yep. More, more. I like the, I like the, I like these theme months. We're, we're going to have to continue on this after we get I'm past. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but anyways. I didn't say, ooh, excuse me. There's, something's coming back to get me. Good um, news, everyone. We have a news desk. I, I don't know. I like the I like the theme uh, month thing. It doesn't have to be love month, right? It could be like, you know, Burt Convy hosted shows month or something. Real uh, Goodson Todman month. You know, we we there's ideas that we can shut up, with. Eric. I see the end of all circling around in your head. Shut up. <laughs> uh Mr. Nelson, I have a quick question. I was trying to I was <laughs> thank you, Harry, because you fucked up my setup for that. Okay. You fucked up my setup. Sounds like someone has tired blood. Anyway, you were saying, Harry. Do you suffer from tired blood? Uh, we'll, if we'll, so, watch quiz, watch quiz show here on the W2M Network on Sunday. Uh, Mr. Nelson, are you the host of this show? Quit leading him in. That's my job. With that being said, now we... Hey, gimmick our- infringement is a W2M network. Now we head to our... It do be facts, though. <laughs> he ain't lying. I fucking quit. Y'all are on your own. <laughs> going to bed. <laughs> Harry Broadhurst will not be seen tonight. So that we may continue with this episode of Life is Like a Game Show. <sighs> and we got a news desk. Good Set news, desk, everybody. <laughs> hey, I'm happy we hit the hour mark. <laughs> the the death glare is the gimmick infringement. <laughs> I mean, I stole I stole Eric's gimmick because you stole mine. So I, I, mean, I mean, my gimmick is but like at least. Four of my gimmicks have been stolen tonight so far. Really? Because so. y'all don't make an entire freaking <laughs> series out of stealing mine? <laughs> okay, sure. Go Invitation ahead. Invitation is the best form of flattery anyway. So they say. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Espinosa. All right. We have a news desk. Um, so last night on Jeopardy, uh, for those of you uh, who are listening to this in the future, the future. Technically, this would be two nights ago by the time the replay comes up, if you're watching this on uh, delay. We, we are referring to the Jeopardy episode from February 23rd, 2022. Thank you. I was getting to that. Hold your goddamn horses. Nope. They stray away. Uh, yeah, clearly. Just like the last couple of brain cells you got. Doing this podcast with you three ain't helping. <laughs> I mean, no, look, would you rather this be an episode of Point of Viewer or what? We'll go there. Uh, uh, did, did you see, did, was that, was that, was that me getting clearance to go for the land speed world record of the oh, w- no, 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 
No. Right, back back to the back to the news desk, Espinosa. Focus, squirrel. Uh, focus my ass. More like a negative squirrel, if you ask him. I find there holes in that argument anyway. Moving on. <laughs> oh, that's not. That's a six run. It hit him in the head. The second one missed, though. Okay. Focus. Now, that was a very productive over. 12 runs for Espinosa. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, speaking of runs, let's run to the news desk and talk about Jeopardy, where we did not have a runaway game. Okay. No, no, nothing. I'm trying to make the run thing work. I thought it was halfway good. You got to at least give me a 50% on that. To counterbalance his ex. See, Nothing on the runaway? Nothing on the runaway? Okay. Trying too hard. Go ahead. I got I got more bottles in the recycling bin behind me. This one this 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 one's got your name on it, Broadhurst. It would be quite impressive from about fourteen hundred miles away. Um anyways. Uh, time yeah. for the Jeopardy. Time for the Jeopardy indeed. Um, we had a tie, very rare tie at the end of Final Jeopardy. A what? Uh, yeah, a tie. No, uh, no, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Donovan McNabb is not here. Najee Harris is not here. This is not the kickoff. We're not going there. So uh, we have a clip. Thank you to uh, Jeopardy for posting this up on their uh, YouTube. And guess what? We can play along at home. Um, if you if you watched the episode already and you know the answer, no fucking cheating. Roll I, the clip. I can't play. I watched it live. Roll the clip for Final Jeopardy. But which one? Let's find ah, out Ken Jennings. A 1949 review noted the wrong formulas kill, for kill success us entirely. of this character kill entirely. and fatal misconceptions about his place in the scheme of things. Thirty seconds. Good luck. Okay, so we're actually going to air the entire Final Jeopardy and the tiebreaker? Yeah, it's only like four minutes. Two okay. minutes and show themselves seconds. posted this. It's officially yeah. from Jeopardy's page. I don't think they care. Again, there you are. two and a half minutes. It's not bad. I, I, will, I do have something to say about this, though, once we're done discussing what happens in the aftermath. Well, we get to witness a very rare tiebreaker. Come to Patrick Burnett first in the middle, who had $8,800. Which play character did he think of? It was Willie Loman. Yes, from the original Broadway production, Death of a Salesman. You I knew it was Death of a Salesman. I couldn't it. think of the name. 17,600. Henry Rosicky, okay. nearly in second place in. with 17,000. Did he come up with Willie Loman, Death of a Salesman? He did. He even neatened his handwriting. So you're going to add... 17,000, all of it. You double up as well, and you are at 34,000. Somebody's winning a lot of money today. Who will it be? It all comes down to Christine Welchel. Her response and her wager, she came up with Willie Loman. All you had to do was wager 15,001, and you're a Jeopardy champion. You wagered 15,000 even. Christine and Henry, you are tied right now with 34,000. That is a you fool betting moment. Yes. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to reveal a category and then read you a single clue. The first player to ring in with a correct response is our new Jeopardy champion. Simple. All right, here we go. Good luck to both of you, Henry and Christine. Your category for the tiebreaker will be flowers. 
And here's your clue. After its inclusion in a 1915 poem, what is this a poppy? red flower became a yep. symbol of fallen World War I soldiers. Christine. What is a poppy? You are correct. Christine, you are our new Jeopardy champion. You both would have been disqualified for ringing in early. Congratulations to you. What a victory. Had to beat the contestant to get our answer in on the show. Well. But Join us tomorrow, fair. Pick up. And right. I wouldn't have been disqualified. Your buzzer would have just been locked out for, I believe, it's like a second, second and a half. Quarter of a second. Thank quarter of a, quarter yeah. of a second. Here's my problem here. I have no issues with the fact that they did they did this tiebreaker question. I get the whole integrity of the game, wanting a single champion. I like the multiple champion thing. I thought bringing back multiple champions worked out well in the past. I think the problem is, is the show doesn't want to pay out the extra money nowadays in order to have both returning champions return, and especially not two returning champions that would have been sitting on thirty-four grand each. Back in the day, obviously amounts were lower. Inflation. No, not when did happen. they start the double tiebreaker rule? I'm pretty sure it was very a couple early of years ago. Thousands. Mm-hmm. Like Is it's it? double tiebreaker rule or the tiebreaker rule has been around for a long time. Really? Because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing it very often. And the ones well, that I have seen it on were, <clears throat> I want to say this was only the fourth time in regular season play. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's very, very low. Maybe, and again, oh, go ahead. Maybe that's why I'm thinking that it's more modern than what it might be just because of the sheer infrequency of it. Yes. The first tiebreaker, almost exact um, anniversary of it, March 1st, 2018. By the way, the way it used to be, let's go to a videotape. Okay, I'll have to cue this back up. And as I'm queuing it back up, I will say, you were talking about the you fool betting strategy? No. Holzhauer pulled something similar, and he had admitted it. Instead of having a straight bet, you getting it right, she was betting she would get it right, and there would be a miss. I get it. It just didn't work out quite See, as well. I, I would always, if, if, I have the, if I have the numerical advantage there, and it's a topic that I know, I'm going for the win, regardless. We miss you, Alex. Championship. The wagers have been made in secret, players. In a moment, I'm going to give you the final Jeopardy answer. You'll have 30 seconds in which to write down the question. Be sure it is in the form of a question. Here we go. The category is the calendar. The final Jeopardy answer is... Episode 2. ...with which the 20th century began. Good luck. What is Wednesday? Back in the day, which was Wednesday... That's my guess. I'm saying a Wednesday. No, calendar date, not oh. day of the week. Oh, January 1st, 1901? 1901, yes. Keep that in mind. So. All right, time's up. Let's find out who today's winner is going to be. Paul Schaefer, you were in third place with $1,100. The answer was the date with which the 20th century began. And you said the final Jeopardy question was, what was January 1, 1900? That is incorrect, I'm sorry to say. Let's see how much money you risked on that. 
all $1,100, and that means you wind up with zero. Next, we had Lynn Crawford with 5,000. Your answer was, or your question was, what is January 1st, 1900? How much did you risk on that incorrect question? All of it. You wind up with nothing. Wait, are we talking about triple zeros? I know how our champion played this. He started off with 9,500. Let's find out, first of all, what he thought the correct final Jeopardy question was. What is January? We are talking about a triple zero. Yep. Now that is wrong, but how much did he risk? Did he go for the whole bundle? So. Oh, boy. Can you you pull up that web page that I just linked in the chat? Because this actually isn't the first time that this is this scenario has happened. Wait, this is the first time. This is episode two. With nothing, we have consolation prizes for each. It's happened since, is what I'm saying. We'll be bringing in three new players to play the game. Okay. And remember, Greg is not leaving us empty-handed. We don't have to play the clip if we don't want to. On our last program, kill the clip, Eric. Wait a minute. So they're bringing him back. No, no, all three only get consolation prizes, which is yeah, not that's what okay. Yeah, so so pull up that link that I posted. That is not what would happen on the modern era, though. No, that's exactly what would happen on the modern era. This is straight from Jeopardy's website. Only in a triple always, zero is there no returning champ. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so if all if all three contestants lose and they're tied for a loss, right in final Jeopardy. We'll just go down. It's, we'll, we'll break it down because it's number like four or number two. There we go. Number so two. So starting no with tiebreakers, starting with tiebreakers, that rule has always been in place. Uh, at the time that this article was written, scroll up a little bit, Eric. Uh, at the time that the article was written, which was in 2016, the most yep. recent instance of a tiebreaker in that at that time was mm-hmm. in the 2014 team tournament. But that's always been the rule of if two or three players are tied and it's not a triple zero, uh, they pre- he, Alex, or in, now in this case, Ken Jennings, will read a category or present a category and read the clue. It doesn't have a dollar value. It's just sudden death. Whoever gets it right wins. Uh, and it will be repeated until somebody answers correctly. Um, our second scenario, which is, a, you know, a version of the clip that we just rolled. Um, if all three contestants wager everything in Final Jeopardy and respond incorrectly, there's no returning champ. The subsequent show will begin with three new players. There is a clip. We just watched a similar one. We don't need yeah, to roll. Those are the, the only two instances of the triple zero in the show's history. Uh, number uh, uh, number three, as far as uh, weird scenarios that could happen, wild cards um, for tournament. and tournament wild cards. Um, if there's, there's ties, it's decided by highest dollar amounts of non-winning players. Um, this is a particularly rare scenario because quarterfinalists are sequestered until they play, and there's no way they can know what a qualifying amount may be. So what are the chances of a tie? You may remember the scenario from the 2016 college championship. All had the same totals. Um, in this this case, was like NFL playoff scenarios uh, that were ran well, by a special episode of this network. Not just NFL playoff scenarios. That wouldn't be more applicable. 
think of this as with ties in standings with medals or with points, medal count back. That's how this was basically applied. Yeah. And you could even see they they went down the list. Now correct and then our our most craziest scenario that has yet to happen on Jeopardy and knock on wood, it never has to happen. All contestants are in the negative after double Jeopardy. The only way you ever see this happen is on a Will Ferrell hosted SNL Celebrity Jeopardy parody. Shaka Trebek. You wouldn't even see this on Cheers. Eric, late tits now. <laughs> um, yeah, so in the event that all three contestants Send have us back zero... Screen. Oh, go ahead. Let him, let him read. Sorry, I thought he, I didn't think he was going to read. Sorry. Have zero or... Well, th there's a reason why I'm reading this. Um, have zero or minus amounts at the end of Double Jeopardy, no final Jeopardy round would be played. So you, normally, if you have a, zero, a, a negative amount at the end of the first uh, Jeopardy round, you get eliminated and you don't play Double Jeopardy. That's not true at all. Wait a no. minute. No, oh, sorry. No, no, I got that. Say it right. Say it right. If you're negative you after Double Jeopardy, fine. yeah, I'm sorry. You don't do play final. Problem. Yeah, but if all contestants are in the negative after double jeopardy and they would be eliminated for final jeopardy, show's over. There's no final jeopardy played. <laughs> it would just be three minutes of Alice but, dancing. I'd be okay with that, actually. But um, Harry Friedman, who was the executive producer back then and ironically is the executive producer again, Currently, thank you, Sony, for doing something right. Um, thank you, farewell, Dick of the Week. Just in general for Mike Richards. Harry, Harry Friedman does have the authority, if you will, to play Final Jeopardy for the folks at home. All right, so what I was saying about that there, because those are the current tiebreaker scenarios as the show stands there, what I was pointing out too is the way that the show used to be for longtime fans that may not remember is that when two people were tied with the same score after Final Jeopardy, both champions would return on the following episode. You would have a dual championship. But I again, I go back. I don't ever remember, I don't ever I remember do. that being a thing. Yes. I do, as a matter of fact. I have seen that. Eric, see funny. if you can't see if you can't go ahead and pull up a YouTube uh, a YouTube clip of it. Of a... Eric, I'm asking you to find where I could find there the three way non zero tie because there's only one. All right. Well, while they're looking for that though, literally, I very uh, let, me, let me give the setup here. Because I actually remember this. I actually one one second before you do, and then I will let you segue into it if you can find it. Okay. All right. Because uh, I was going to say, there's no way we we we've. It, was that a, a Joe? It's all your fault moment. Ask. All right. So what I was about to say was, is I very specifically remember watching as a kid, playing along while watching dinner with my family, and seeing the ties happen where both champions would return the next day. 
I think it got to the point of the show of increase in production costs in order to bring back both champions. And that's why the rule was put in to put the tiebreaker in there in order to eliminate one of the two co-champions. Because I'm yeah. almost certain, if I'm not mistaken, that when the show would start the next day and Johnny Gilbert would do his introductions, he would introduce them as co-champions. He did. Now that I think about it, I, I'm almost positive that was like an 80s, maybe gone. That was definitely gone by. No, definitely happened in the 90s. Well, yeah. I think the, this was the, think the three-way tie was in the 2000s. Um, I found it, a four-minute clip yeah. where. So, they, set it up. I can do the setup. Set it All up, right. Jonathan. Alex Trebek, when they're between rounds, will often go to the audience and field questions that anybody decides to fill the time when the commercial breaks. Once someone asked in the audience, I know there's been two-way tests, has there ever been a three-way tie? And Alex Trebek said no. Someone on the contestant stage overheard this. The dollar amounts were in a tricky situation where it could happen. And he said, screw it. Let's make history. Clip, please. I'm starting it from the beginning of Final Jeopardy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you claiming collusion here? Thus the um, esque earlier. Roll the clip. The $5,400 lead and this category coming up there. Women of the 1930s. We'll have a throw in a moment. Mark Twain found his telephone irritating and often dashed I'll off notes to the phone this. company complaining that he heard oh. artillery noises in the background. We're dealing with women of the 1930s and here is the clue. One of the men who shot her realized when he saw her body that she'd often waited on him at a cafe in Dallas. Bonnie. 30 seconds, contestants, good luck. Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde. I don't know her last name. Oh, you'll find out. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Cool. Bonnie Medea? Who is the tie at $8,000? I don't know why, but the name Bonnie Medea is coming to me. I heard somebody say Bonnie Parker. you first. That was the guy recording it. Just really, he's doing it on up a with cell phone. Who is Bonnie Parker? You're right. Camp. She and Clyde Barrow shot in 1934. You double your score to 16,000. Let's go to James Kirby. Robert Watch the leader closely. Rather quickly, and I will assume he got it right. Did he? Yes. Wager. Hello. 8,000. He doubles to 16,000 as we come to Scott Weiss. Scott, did you get Bonnie you Parker? Muttered, you're welcome. It did. What did you risk? Aha! 
technically under these modern rules it would be 29 grand more than he would have to pay out second place gets two grand two one for third yeah that episode was from march 16th 2007 episode 5190 Mm -hmm. or show number because i know somebody's gonna say yeah um in the chat that we have privately here by the way that was a friday here the following monday if you play the intro for me please show 5191 monday march 19th 2007 all right mr nielsen round of applause good sir round of applause again i am the historian He's the historian, and we're the diehards. You knew this was coming. And I am the master of Google. Let's meet today's three returning coaches. Because ask me how fast I found the JR. Pause. Pause. Yeah, he just talked over the most important part. uh, Two-minute penalty for over-talking. Replay the clip. Oh, you guys have done it over my clips before. Shush. Just well, you're the one that was questioning this here, so that's why we want you to specifically listen to what Johnny Gilbert says, Mr. Watkins. Let's meet today's three returning co-champions: a quality assurance engineer from Union City, California, Anders Martinson, whose one-day cash winnings total sixteen thousand dollars; a humanities teacher originally from Live Oak, Florida, Jamie Kirby whose one-day cash winnings total $16,000. I'm going to pause this here because you damn right when something like this happens, a Florida man had to be involved. Plus, I'm not that far from Live Oak, so... I mean, we know where Live Oak is. We passed through it on our way to vacation. And of course, the other guy's from Maryland, Eric. And now, and if you'll keep going, the explanation I gave, Trebek will give. Uh, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Rewind. Yes, I was a disabled contestant. I was about to ask, cerebral palsy? I don't know, but he definitely had a deformity in his left hand for sure. I, I'm thinking CP. I, that's, I, I didn't notice that in the original clip there. I'm he not, didn't really show his hands in the, in the, in the previous clip. That's, that's fair. I mean, more power to him. In the interest of time, I would like to us to keep moving, though. Okay, I am curious to see what Alex has to say here. So, welcome. Nothing wrong with your sets. Yes, three returning champions. In case you missed Friday's program, let me explain briefly what happened. We went into final jeopardy. Jamie and Anders were tied at eight thousand apiece. Scott at about thirteen thousand. In the commercial break, just before final, a young boy in the audience asked me, "Have you ever had a three-way tie, Mr. Trebek?" And I said, no, we've had a two-way tie, but never a three-way. Scott overheard that, wanted to make history, figured Jamie and Anders would bet everything they had. He wagered just enough to tie them at 16,000. All three were right, and we have made history. Did Scott do the right thing? He's facing two very good opponents again. We're going to find out. All right, so I'm going to ask ask the important question here. We can go ahead and kill the question. Would you like the spoiler? Because I have the archive up. Absolutely. I was just about to ask, did he make the right decision? No. He got beaten on this episode. I'm going to say it was Jamie that beat him. Did you look up the JR? 
I did not. I just took an educated guess. Well played, Mr. Broadhurst. Well played. Woohoo! Um, going into Jeopardy, or going into final, excuse me. Uh, yeah, careful, my Bialik. Scott leading at 22,600. Jamie at 11,900. And Anders at 10,000. It's Scott. So Scott. Your must've... final Jeopardy category. Ooh, is play along at home. Quotes. Okay. Uh, can we get the 30 second thank you, please? Oh, that's going to take me a while if oh, you really go. Don't worry about it. Just ask everything. the question. I have to do everything. Go no, straight to the question. I have to do everything. Go straight to the question, Mr. In the Interest of Time. We're coming up on two Hello. hours. I'd like to wrap this up inside of it. Come on, I, ask I, the question. I, 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 I mean, technically, okay. you wrap it up before you go inside. Never mind. Family Historic show. Quotes. Family show. Historic quotes is your category, gentlemen. You can take the news desk thing off so we can uh, have our, our name tag play along at home thing going. That's what I'm pulling up now. I'm going to disqualify myself. Eric already knows the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. On May 5th, 1961, he famously exclaimed, what a beautiful view. 30 seconds, gentlemen. Uh, okay. All right. So we've got one. Oh, oh Jesus. All right. The answers are locked. Uh <laughs> We'll go to Mr. Nielsen, uh, who has written, who is someone who's never been in my kitchen. Uh, while you are technically correct, that unfortunately is not the best kind of correct today. Uh, you wagered nobody cares. I wagered zero. Uh, we move on to Mr. Broadhurst, who wrote down, who is John F. Kennedy? You are also wrong. Uh, May fifth, nineteen sixty-one. What? What was? An, what was that date? Martin before? Luther King. No, Jr. no, that was in sixty-eight when he was assassinated. Didn't even make his speech until sixty-three. You can tell history is not my strong suit. Freedom well, Seven spacecraft, the first crewed space mission for the United States. Think about it. 61 Sputnik space race for all mankind on Apple TV is based on an alternate history. I don't have Apple TV. The correct, the correct answer was, who is Alan Shepard? Jamie was the only one that got it right. Scott and Anders both said, who is John Glenn? Anders bet nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine, leaving him with a dollar. Jamie bet ten thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven, which brought him up to twenty-two thousand six hundred and seventy-seven dollars. And Scott wagered twelve oh one, got it wrong, and dropped to twenty-one three ninety-nine, which made Jamie a two-day Jeopardy champion with a total of thirty-eight thousand. $677. And with what? Let's uh, go to the finish. All right. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, Tattletales. 
a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Make sure you rate us five Make sure you rate us five stars on Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel to watch us on video. You can also find us on video on Twitch slash W2Mnet. Facebook. Facebook.com slash W2Mnetwork. And YouTube.com slash W2Mnetwork. There's also a couple of other places that Eric will tell you about right now. For those of you who prefer to take your podcast or leave, never you mind. And we shout out to those of you especially who join us late on Twitch. You're more than welcome to stick around, watch us on YouTube. But Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, you mentioned rating and reviewing on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Pods, Google Pods, Overcast, you name it, we are pretty much on it, rest assured. Speaking of the socials, Mr. Watkins, where can people find you on yours? When I'm not here, either on Life is Like a Game Show, Soccer to the Max, whenever we can get around to that, League to the Max, or whatever, a sort of, oh, maybe iteration of the kickoff, stay tuned for that. Anyway, when I'm not on this network and you're sick of hearing my voice, Twitter, at Squid Sportshead. Facebook, occasionally, Eric Watkins, Guy, Wine, Recliner, you get the gist. Slide into my DMs on Twitter, strict and thorough vetting process. You will get all kinds of other dark social media. It's gotten even better. And yes, like the show, I am also on Discord. Come hang out with us. Have a chat with us. Link in the description. Leagues to the max or whatever. That sounds like an awful Espinosa thing to do. That's, Jim. that's your cue, Brian. <clears throat> Spotify is here. See, I refuse to go into the plugs because we forgot the important housekeeping announcements. We're going to get to that once you mention the plugs. Indeed. Okay, fine. In that case, I'm going to take 15 minutes to plug myself now. You could be everywhere oh and God, anywhere. Oh, use more lube, sir. It shouldn't take that long. Crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure which one popped him more, yours or mine. I don't think it was Nielsen's. So when he's not there, completely <laughs> broken and laughing... You can find him on Laughing. Twitter. You can find him on Twitter at the Indesian. Yes, it's happening all over the place. Yes, it, 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 since he is currently unable to, I will let you know there's going to be a significant shift for some of our various podcasts oh, in like oh, a coming. Man. Officially, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you come full circle from last week's bit gimmick where I did your social media while you were out cold? Yes, absolutely. Go ahead and yes. continue, Eric. <laughs> so, when Fuck he's it, not... You can keep going. 
So you doing? What? Well, I already mentioned your main like social media, and I plugged the show Discord. And what I was going to mention, since you were busy having a conniption of laughter, is that uh, we're going to have a major scheduling change <sighs> with our podcast. Life is like a game show. Need a drink. We'll be moving to Tuesday nights. League to the Max will be remaining on its normal Monday schedule. Point of viewer with a certain disembodied voice turning the tables will indeed, after this week, be moving to Sunday nights. This week, Friday night, will be a go. And again, put the kids to bed for that one. Yes, and these schedule changes um, are effective like immediately, right? So as in next week. Um, we will be, uh, well, and we're, we'll have it all over Twitter. We'll be putting announcements and events up on our discord server as well. So if you, you know, want to keep sure, what the hell did I say? That's got you cracking up. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what I did. Chat, it's in the chat. See, see, I'm not laughing, so I can plug my own socials. Yeah, let's see. Here on Twitch, Twitter. Take it away. Was that Instagram? Most places, Instagram, the app is the NY at the end. Sure, fine. And yeah, speaking of which, on the Switch, I'm actually going to be doing something new there. I'm going to do some commentary on some speed gaming races coming up this week. So stay tuned for that. Also, I'm a disembodied voice when point of viewer doesn't go into the um, deep end. Um, That's that. You're you're the emergency voice. You're the emergency disembodied voice. Like the you're. I'm going to put this in a reference that that uh, probably only Eric will understand. You are the chainsaw in the box in case of gang biker riot break glass. Eric gets that gets that reference, and I'm pretty sure that's it, and that's okay. okay. And uh, you can also occasionally find me on the kickoff when they got to talk crazy playoff scenarios. Um, actually, uh, I I think we may as well make it official. Um. We did a test run of something a couple of months back for Rattelegion Broadcasting where Mr. Watkins and myself did alternative commentary for Jazz Lakers Game 5, I think it was. What, Jazz Clippers? Jazz Clippers Game 5. And we dubbed it BWSR, the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report, sports in black and white. That is probably going to end up taking the place of the kickoff. Still working out minor details, but that does. Okay, how the hell does a basketball show take the pro- take over for a football? It's thing? all sports in general, in general, in generalization. Basketball, baseball, when it exists, football, cricket. I mean, if baseball doesn't exist this year, then the Atlanta Braves are your twenty twenty two MLB champion. So I'll hey. take it. Hey, if the Islanders are on. And I'm available. You can drag me in, just saying. Congratulations to Zidane Ochara, but that's the only good thing that you've got going for you this season. 
I just watched the Red Wings lose to the Avalanche. Anyways, back on topic here. So B- you, don't, you don't want him. You don't want him. BWS. Especially, especially if he gets a couple of beers in him, because then it's going to be shorter than four seconds. I guarantee it. BWSR potentially coming soon to the W2M network officially. Um, we need to plug this one more time before we get out of here. Remember this Sunday night, Sunday, 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 as Brian put it so eloquently earlier. In Sunday, the show, Sunday, Sunday. Volume warning. You can't, you can't, you, you set me up for it. That's your own day. Oh, God, bottles. On, on, on trial quiz show 1994 with Mark Rattledge of the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network as the five of us discuss the movie based on the game show scandals of the 1950s, specifically referring to 21. The actual scandal itself has been covered by the four of us. It is available in the archives here for Life is Like a Game Show. Next month, it's a big one here. The winner of the greatest game show of all time tournament, The Price is Right, gets its full and proper deep dive. We start with price in pop culture. Only because Harry Broadhurst will be seen tonight. And I'll hopefully try to keep that one on the rails. And it won't go on to a three-hour tour. Um, in addition to price and pop culture, what else do we have for the uh, for the debut edition of next week's Price um, is Right special? We're talking about price, the original Price is Right before it the before the fifty six Pre- to sixty four version before we price before we the Bill Cullen era. It, yeah, the Price is Right version, which was the one before the one we imagine it today. Isn't um, it? Uh, wasn't the Cullen era only like a half an hour episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. the Bob Barker even, started half yeah, hour. More on that later. Even more on that later. Yeah. Even so again, Barker started off with a half deep an dive, hour. Deep yeah. dive. Deep dive. Um, yes, we're talking about the introduction to the re-deep dive. We're talking about prices right in popular culture. Because uh, let's be honest, there's been a lot of prices right in popular culture over the years. Um, I mean, the show's been on the air, what, almost 40 years at this point? Closer to 60. Or closer to 50. Closer to 60. Uh, seven. The original's 20. been on for 50. No, the, this the one. has been on for 50. So 56 to 22. Yeah, we're approaching 70. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about the Barker. The, the, 50. Remember, 72. we had the yeah. original deep dive during the 50th anniversary celebration. Yeah. Harry, 50. go ahead, plug your socials. There will but, be more on that starting next week. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking about price and popular culture over the past 50 years uh, and then the 56 to 65 version because uh, that's not going to be a lot to talk about there, I don't think. And then... Uh, then the, follow, uh, the following uh, the following week will be nothing but Bob Barker. Um, uh, the third week of March will be Drew Carey, uh, Drew Carey's era, um, including we're going to be talking about the perfect bid scandal, as well as um, as and, well as Richfield. Um, Richfield's was over the course of both Barker and Carey. He'll but he'll get in one of those episodes. It, one of those I would. 
I would imagine probably during the carry one because of the force out to George Gray during the carry. Well, I mean, I mean, decide. Okay. And then the final week will be all of the different syndications, including a certain someone's favorite from 1994, along with all of the different specials and other versions. All right, yeah, that's anything else that we may have missed. That's coming up next month in March here on Life is Like a Game Show. I am at H-E-B the Eagle pretty much everywhere you have social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even though I only use it to comment and like videos. Discord, you can find me over there now. I don't use it a ton, but if I do, if you want to message me, by all means, feel free. Again, my messenger is open for conversation as well. And... H-E-B the Eagle at yahoo.com for any business inquiries. Remember, we can't be bought, but we can damn sure be rented. Hate mail, though, to s.garmer at gmail.com. Why not? Did, did we really just have a gimmick stolen, Watkins? We did. And always remember, have your bracket builders spayed and neutered. Brackets coming back to point of viewer here in a couple of weeks, just as a heads up, just in time for the NCAA tournament. Selection Sunday, March 13th. More about that Friday night. For Jonathan Nielsen, Brian Espinoza, Eric Watkins, I'm Harry Broadhurst. You have been watching and or listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network. We'll see you guys next week when we start the re-deep dive into The Price is Right. Thanks for Thank watching. you for joining us for Love Month, folks.